This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. Nobody tells stories about sunny days when the weather was perfect and the wind was just right. Not good stories, anyway. In the stories we love, the skies grow dark, the waves leap high, a shark circle. We're never quite sure how the hero will survive. So why is it that when the dark days come our way, we worry that the story has gone wrong? Why do we declare that God is good when the sun shines and then resist Him just when we need Him most? If He's already written our perfect, endless ending, is the writer trustworthy to get the middle right, to surprise us with his love one more time. Faith begins when we can't imagine what the next chapter holds. We were all looking for something more out of life. Something that gives us purpose. Direction. A sense of community. For the past 2,000 years, people have found these things in a place called church. For centuries, the church has helped those who couldn't help themselves. The hungry. The lost. outcast. It's been a place of healing and restoration for those who've been hurt. A home to orphans. A comfort to widows. refuge to the sick. But the church does so much more than just reaching out to those in need. 
It's a place where together we can grow, laugh and play, worship and learn about a God who loves us unconditionally, and see firsthand how His love impacts the world around us. Because of Christ, we all share a common bond. And it's through the church that we can really live life together. Welcome to church. change keys there at the end. I can't hit that high note today for some reason. <clears throat> In the name of God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace to you from God. Let us pray. Mighty God, in whom we know the power of redemption, you stand among us in the shadows of our time 
as we move through every sorrow and trial of this life. Uphold us with knowledge of the final morning, when in the glorious presence of your risen Son, we will share in his resurrection, redeemed and restored to the fullness of life, and forever free to be your people. Amen. Let us confess our sins. Merciful God, we have sinned in what we have done and said, in the wrong we have done, in the good we have not done. We have sinned in ignorance, we have sinned through ignorance, we have sinned through our faults. We are truly sorry. We repent and turn to you. Forgive us for our Savior Christ's sake, and renew our lives to the glory of your name. Amen. Through the cross of Christ, God have mercy on you, pardon you, and set you free. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. God strengthen you in all goodness and keep you in life eternal. Be seated, please. All right. So, who? thank you, gentlemen, for wearing the masks. I know it's a little uncomfortable, but for our first day back, I uh, think it's a good safety measure. So, when you come up to do your reading, you may take the mask down. Okay, when you go back to put it back on, okay? Who would like to do the first reading? Timothy? Oh, I can. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, Come on up and do the first reading. I'm not sure how to pronounce one of these, but... Take this out of the way. Well, I'm sure you'll be just fine. <clears throat> A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Then Paul stood in front of the Areopagus and said, Athenians... I see how extremely religious you are in every way. For as I went through the city and looked carefully at the objects of your worship, I found among them an altar with the inscription, To an unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, he who is Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in shrines made by human hands, nor is he served by human hands, as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mortal lives, mortals life and breath and all things. From one ancestor he made all nations to inhabit the whole earth, and he allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of the places where they would live, so that they would search for God and perhaps grope for him and find him, though indeed he is not far from each one of you, us. Excuse me. For in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said, for we too are his offspring. Since we are God's offspring, we ought not to think that the deity is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of mortals. While God has overlooked the times of human ignorance, now he commands all people everywhere to repent, because he has fixed a day on which he will have the world judged in righteousness by man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Cash, do you second reading? A reading from the first book of Peter. Now who will harm you in if you are eager to do what is good, but even if you do suffer for doing what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear, and do not be intimidated, but in your hearts, sent, um, sanctify. sanctify Christ as Lord. Always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an accounting for the hope that is in you, yet do it with great gentleness and Reverence. Reverence. <clears throat> Pete. Mm -hmm. 
five. Keep your conscience clear so that when you are maligned. maligned, those who abuse you for your good conduct in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if suffering should be God's will, than to suffer for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteousness for the unrighteousness in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which also he went and made a proclamation proclamation to the spirits in prison who in former times did not obey when God waited patiently in the days of Noah during the building of the ark in which a few that is eight persons were saved through water and baptism which this prefigured now saves you not as a removal of dirt, dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and power made subject to him. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks the word of the Lord. Lord. Very good. You did fine. You did perfectly fine.
All rise, please. <clears throat> the Lord be with you. And also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. This is the spirit of truth. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me. But you will see me because I live. You also will live. Uh, on that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have, have my commandments, and they who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. The true gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord, the word, the light. All right, be seated, please. Say good afternoon to you. Welcome back. Welcome home. Small crowd. I didn't expect any, any much larger than today. And I appreciate you gentlemen being here. I appreciate you wearing your masks. I know it's uncomfortable. Um, but we'll get through this. Okay. Yeah, we have a, a vehicle outside that's a little loud today. So we're going to have to deal with that for a moment, I think. So, our sermon. What do you truly love? Do you love your favorite food? Do you love going on vacation? Do you love your car? Your pet? Do you love your children? Do you love your parents? Do you love your job? Do you love your freedom? Do you love your career? Do you love your spouse? What is it about these things that cause you to think, yes, I do love that or this or them? Is it a, is it a feeling they give you inside? Is it a desire to just go all out and do whatever you can for them? Or is it a combination of the two somewhere in between? We are all able to say what we love, but what do our actions actually indicate we love? If somebody were given an assignment to follow us around for a year, and they were totally invisible to us, what report would they give on what our actions say that we love? Have any of you ever felt or said, if you loved me, you would not have done that to me or, or said that to me? Being stuck in our homes has tested our love for each other when tempers have flared, or things were not done in the way we expected, or some family members have just been a lot lazier or a lot bossier than we had imagined. That's when we need to remember that what love truly is. From 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 through 8, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. For some of us, being home alone has tested our commitment to purity and what we watch and whom we have invited over to spend time with us. That's when we need to recall Jesus' words when he said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Sometimes because of our own actions, our love for God can at times seem all over the place and out of focus. How does my sin, my repentance, my love for God, and God's love for me all relate together? We recently celebrated the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, Easter Sunday. God demonstrates his love and his power in a remarkable way. 
Jesus Christ had been murdered on a cross, buried for three days, and had now risen from the dead. He promises salvation and eternal life to all who follow in his footsteps. You know, I've been asked many times, why are we here? Why, if we are good people, living good lives, following in Christ's footsteps, do we have to grow old with all that entails, waiting for that day we can go to one of those many mansions God has prepared for us? God planned for us to do some plain, ordinary living, being slowly transformed right where we are so that others could see Christ Christ in us. Oftentimes, the times we blow off, the times we were a little off of our, the times we are a little off of our intended path, the times we lose sight of our ultimate goal in life, those times leave more of a lasting memory in their minds than the times we do what God intended. Peter had seen the resurrected Christ, but like us, he still had to live in an ordinary world. Let me introduce you to Peter. When Jesus was alive, he chose 12 people as his special disciples. Now, out of the 12, he chose three disciples that he truly invested himself in and provided them with spiritual experiences that the others did not have. One of the inner three was Simon Peter. Jesus went even further with Peter and told him he would be the leader among the 12. Peter would be crucial in the establishment of the church. Peter was proud of Christ and committed to him. Then one day Jesus told Peter, when I'm arrested, all of you will run and turn your back on me. Peter's response was, not me. Lord, I've got your back no matter what. Now, even if all the rest run away, if they take you to jail, they'll have to take me. I am ready to die for you if that's what it's going to take. And Jesus responded, look, man, I feel you. Before a rooster crows three times, you will deny me. In other words, your love for me is not as strong as you desire for it to be. Sometimes when we make our commitments to follow God, we, we do not understand that God's way of doing things is not our way of acting in a given situation. We might find ourselves saying, to do that would be stupid. Nobody is going to walk over me without a fight. Now the night came when the mob arrived at night to arrest Jesus and everything was about to go down. One of the disciples said, Lord, should we fight back with our swords? And before Jesus could answer, Peter must have yelled, at, yelled out, it's on, because he quickly drew his sword and cut off one of the guy's right ears. But instead of Jesus saying, this is it, let's go for it, he tells them, put away your swords. He reaches out and heals the ear of the man Peter just cut off. When the disciples saw that they were, that they were, saw that they were willing to risk their lives fighting and Jesus would not let them fight, they were out of there. They must have thought, look, if he's gonna if he's gonna give up without a fight, then that's on him. They didn't understand that that because Jesus loved them, he was willing to fight a greater fight through submission to the Father's will. He was not concerned with simply winning an earthly battle. Peter could not understand how Jesus would give up so easily when he still had the power to do miracles. Why not use uh, those twelve thousand angels at his disposal? When they took Jesus away, Peter followed at a distance just to see what would happen to Jesus. Instead, he found out what would happen to Peter. My friends, has Jesus done something or not done something that has confused you so that now you follow him from a distance? Peter tried to mingle with the crowd as they, as they looked on from a distance. Somebody lit a fire to keep warm, and Peter went over to the fire. But a woman was looking at him and recognized him. She said, this man was with him. But Peter denied it and said, woman, I don't, I don't know the man. You know, a little later, someone else recognized Peter and said, You also were with him. Peter shot back, Man, I was not. After hanging with the group for about an hour, Peter kept on talking. 
The more he talked, the more they picked up on his northern accent. Somebody said, you most certainly were with him because you are from Galilee. To prove his point this time, Peter says, I swear to you, and if I'm lying, let me be cursed. I don't know the man you are talking about. And no sooner than he got the last words out of his mouth, he heard a rooster crowing in the distance. The very thing he swore he would never do, he had done. He denied Jesus three times. He looked at Jesus from a distance, and Jesus turned his head and looked straight back at him in a moment of truth. Peter just fell apart. He went away, uh, went away and wept bitterly. He was trying to figure out where his love had gone. I wish I could have felt as deeply as Peter did in the moments I have denied Christ. I never have wept bitterly over my denials. You know, as long as we try to follow Jesus at a distance and blend in with the crowd, our love for him will also begin to fade. Will we admit we're in the wrong place and repent as Peter did? Or will we just keep pretending nothing has really changed? Have you ever been in Peter's shoes in which your whole world just seemed to be collapsing around you? Nobody expected us to be quarantined for this long. You never thought you could lose your business that you had successfully built from the ground up. You now know you could be facing a financial catastrophe if this shutdown continues. Some of you are afraid of losing everything that's precious and dear to you. You don't even know how you got to this place where you are now. Being together has shown you how far you have drifted from each other as spouses, friends, and roommates. When you woke up, it was just another day. But now your life seems forever changed in an unexpected direction you never wanted to go. You can't believe that it's actually happening to you. Like Peter, you thought you were stronger than, than you were in your faith to follow Jesus no matter what. You may be wondering, does God really love me? Jesus arose from the dead. He appeared to the disciples and they were overjoyed. But Jesus did not stay with them. Instead, he appeared twice and then disappeared again. But there was a strain in the relationship between Jesus and Peter. Do you know what it feels like to know that you've let someone down, but you haven't had a chance to talk about it? Or you were in an argument, but didn't take, get the chance to fully resolve it? You can be happy for things that happen to the person, but you just don't feel connected because of the break in the relationship. You and the other person both know you have a need to begin again in the relationship, but so far it has not happened. You are going to have to talk about it. One way of doing this is to start with the words, I'm sorry our relationship is like this. Well, there was a strain between Jesus and Peter. One day when Jesus was gone, and the disciples were not sure if Jesus was gone for the last time or not, Peter made a declaration. He said to six of the other disciples, Man, I'm going to go, I'm going to go fishing. Let's go. The other disciples said, Yeah, we'll go with you. Now remember that when Jesus first called the disciples, many of them had been fishermen by trade. But after their last big catch of fish, Jesus had told them, From now on I will make you fishers of men. So their choice to go back fishing was actually a decision to change the direction that Jesus had provided for their lives. They wanted to go back to what was familiar, what they thought would be an easy transition. They were starting to remember the good old days, but the good old days were never quite as easy or as good as we thought they were. They had visions of eating a good fish meal and putting some extra money in their pockets from the extra fish they would sell on the market. It seemed like a good plan. The only problem was this plan was not God's call for their lives. They got a boat and net from somewhere and went back to fishing. They may have gotten gone into debt to rent or buy it. Just because a boat is available doesn't mean it's of God. 
The fact that they caught nothing all night did not cause them to give up. If they had to borrow money, they had to keep on working. When the sun's rays were making light possible, they were tired, hungry, and broke, and their nets remained empty. They heard a voice from the shore saying, Friends, don't you don't have any fish? You don't have any fish, do you? They probably thought, Oh man, there goes our first customer. They yelled back, No. Jesus yelled out to them, Throw your net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some there. Reluctantly, they tried it, and the net had so many fish inside of it they could hardly pull them in. Do you see how close we can be to a blessing? But if we choose to ignore the word of God, we can miss it. When all we had to do was listen to him and things would get better. The fish were right there on the other side of the boat. That desire we want to see fulfilled at the end of this COVID-19 crisis may be far closer to us than we think it is. Don't stop listening to God and doing what God wants you to do. Trust in his promises. Did you notice that the disciples didn't know where Jesus was? But Jesus knew exactly where to find them. Not only did he know where to find them, he was preparing for their needs. The apostle John immediately recognized that this was Jesus on the shore. He said, it is the Lord. Peter jumped into the water to get to Jesus. Peter wanted to get rid of the strain in the relationship with Jesus. He wanted to begin again. He missed the love he once knew. When he got to the shore, Peter discovered Jesus already had some fish for them to eat. And not only that, Jesus himself was cooking the meal. Even after his resurrection from the dead, Jesus chose the life of a servant. He invited the disciples to sit down and eat with him. As they sat and talked, they must have talked about some of the good old times together. But talking about old times eventually would lead up to those final days. That was a period in which no one was really that proud of. All, uh, uh, and all had deserted him. Everybody knew that they had failed miserably in the end. But you know something? God always has a way of restoring us when we fail him. God never says, you dummy, you stupid idiot. How could you have done such a thing? No, God desires for us to begin again in our walk with him. As the songwriter says, we fall down, but we get up. We get up because God's hand is reaching out to lift us up. God can turn our worst mistakes into opportunities for him. God has nothing but grace waiting for you if you come home to him. Jesus did not say in front of the others, You know, Peter, you really blew it this time on those, on those three denials. All that big talk and no action. Do you think you love me now? No. No, when we need to work out something with someone in a broken relationship, the way to do it is, is, is privately and avoiding public ridicule. Jesus could see Peter's desire and probably said, Come on, Peter, let's take a walk for a minute. In verse 15, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Now, when Jesus asks more than these, what, the, what is he talking about? Is he pointing back to the fish and the money that it could bring to Peter's pockets? Peter, do you love me more than the comforts and pleasures in this life that money can bring? Or is he referring to Peter's former career, saying, Will I have to compete with your time because of how much you love your job, leaving so little time for my plan for your life? Or is he referring to Peter's love in comparison to the other disciples, because Peter had boasted his commitment was stronger than theirs, and even if they all fell away, he'd be there for Jesus no matter what. Peter, do you still think you love me more than the other guys do? Or is he referring to Peter's love for his family and closest friends? Few people meant more to Peter than those six other guys back around the fire. The Bible does not tell us exactly which one Jesus meant when he said, more than these, or if he meant them all. 
But this we do know. Jesus is asking the same of us as we live in the midst of COVID-19. When he says, do you love me? Do you love me more than these? What is it that we love so much in our lives that we dare not lose it? What area is there in our lives that we'll, that we let God know, I know what your word says, but I just can't turn this area of my life over into your control. Is it a career, a dream, a person, our tongues, our money, our sexuality, or our demand to live life as we want to live it? Do you love me more than these, Jesus asks. As long as we hold on to it, there will be a crack in our relationship with God. What's the crack costing you? Peter responded, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Peter probably expected Jesus to say, then why did you do it? But instead, Jesus said, feed my lambs. Of course, Jesus was not talking about lambs, but about people. He's saying, Peter, I've got a plan for your life, and I want you to take care of people who are young believers. Peter was probably very happy to hear Jesus say, I still have confidence in your ability as a leader, and I'm restoring you to your position. But then Jesus asked him again, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? Now that, now, was it that Peter was going to be used by God that made him happy? Was he in love with being in the limelight once again, or was it truly Jesus that he loved? You see, in giving Peter a new beginning, Jesus had to make sure Peter had his priorities in order. Peter was somewhat caught off guard that Jesus asked him a second time, but he responded once again, yes, Lord, I, 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 yes, Lord you know that I love you. With this second declaration of love came another responsibility for ministry. You see, loving God is always going to involve the meeting, involve, excuse me, involve meeting the needs of others. Jesus then told Peter, take care of my sheep. With those lamb, when those lambs grow, don't abandon them. I expect you to be faithful with the passing of time. God is telling us that he's not calling us for short-time service, but a lifetime of commitment. Then Jesus asked him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? This third time for Peter was a little too much. It hurt inside for Jesus to have asked this third time, do you love me? But Peter had forgotten that three times he had openly declared before the world he did not know Jesus. As painful as it was, Jesus had presented him with three opportunities to boldly cross out those three earlier denials. Perhaps Jesus also asked this question to see if Peter could speak of his love for Christ, even when he felt that Christ had hurt him deeply without cause. It's easy to say we love Jesus when he's giving us something. But can we say it when we feel hurt by him? When our prayers weren't answered, when we did all the right things and still did not go, things just still, not, still did not go our way, or when people sleep through our sermons. You know something, this is, this is when we need a love for Christ the most. When we are hurt and not sure of which way to go. Peter was still able to say, Lord, you know all, all things, and you know that I love you. Jesus gave him a third ministry assignment, feed my sheep. Jesus was letting Peter know there would be no end to the call of discipleship in his life. As the sheep aged, Peter was to age in service to them, providing them with the teachings and word of God. Jesus also revealed to Peter that not only did he have a plan for his life, he even had a plan the way in which Peter would die many years later. You see, if Jesus does not know our ending, how can we fully trust him with our present? We were not born to make a, a difference for God in some other we, we were not born to make a difference for God in some other era. We've been born to make a difference for God in the year 2020, in the midst of a worldwide pandemic called the coronavirus. 
the most important question we will have to answer again and again is still, do you love me more than these? Each time we say no, we will drift further from God. But each time we say yes, we will discover the purpose God has for our lives this day. For Jesus tells us, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Now, which commandments do you, do, do you need the Holy Spirit's help with today to show your love? Are you brave enough to confess it and to invite God in and to leave the sin behind or to ask God to help you love someone by receiving God's victorious grace? It's amazing. We really don't have anything to offer God, and yet God chooses to love us with a love that's everlasting if we will just accept it. If we were asked by God, what do you love? Excuse me. If we asked God, what do you love? He would simply reply, you. Amen. Recite our creed. You do some jumping jacks? Is it hot in here? Are you warm? I'm fine. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven, the universe, and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, God of God, light of light, true God from true God, begotten not made, being of one with the Father by whom all things were made. He came down from heaven for our salvation. He was incarnate by the Holy Ghost, the Virgin Mary, and was made man. He was crucified for us in the Pontius Pilate. He suffered greatly, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, whose kingdom shall have no end. He shall come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead. We believe that our ongoing journey following the path he laid for us will lead us to his eternal embrace. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken and speaks through the prophets. We believe in the sacred coalition of Christian and apostolic churches who together rightly praise and glorify him. We acknowledge holy Christian baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world and universe to come. Amen. All right. Be seated, please. Oh God, your son remained with his disciples after his resurrection, teaching them to love all people as neighbors. As his disciples in this age, we offer our prayers on behalf of the universe in which we are privileged to live and our neighbors for whom we share it. All right, here we go. For the church, that we may grow in our awareness that Christ is in us and see the hand of God in the people, the events in our lives, and in the created world around us. We pray to the Lord, Lord for the renew of God's Spirit in our hearts, that God will stir up into a flame the gift of the Spirit so that we may build up the body of Christ and bring forth God's reign in the world. We pray to the Lord, Lord for a new spirit in our personal interactions, that we may speak with reverence and gentleness to one another, recognizing that we have become sisters and brothers in Christ. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For all who are graduating from high school, that God will guide them as they enter adulthood. Help their faith to mature and inspire them to use their gifts for the good of others. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For the gift of hope, that we may remain confident in God's love toward us, despite hardship, confusion, conflicts, and ill-spoken words against us. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For the unity of all Christians, that the Spirit of God will heal the misunderstandings and wounds in the body of Christ and lead us to a greater unity of mind and action as we confront evil and work to ease human suffering. We pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear our, our prayer. prayer. For those who experience injustice, that God will raise up and heal all who disrespected or who are all who disrespected or, or treated are treated unjustly and bring forth the truth that will set them free. 
We pray to the Lord for all who are struggling, struggling economically, that God will calm their fears, guide them to resources that will sustain them, and help them to be open to others who wish to support them. We pray to the Lord for all who are ill, especially for Molly and Jim Phelan, that God will heal them in body, mind, and spirit, restore them so that they can be a blessing to others and share fully in the life of the community. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For all who have died, that their souls be at peace in his eternal embrace, and that those left behind will receive the blessing of our Father's presence to comfort them. We pray to the Lord. We offer you all of our personal intercessions in the silence of our thoughts. We pray to the Lord. Open our hearts to your power moving around us and between us and within us. And to your glory is revealed in our love of both friend and enemy, in communities transformed by justice and compassion, and in the heal healing of all that is broken. Amen. We give, we give thanks for all we have received, O God, gifts of love and time, money and abilities, into these bowls and into this place. We return a portion of these gifts. Bless those who receive them just as we are blessed in the act of sharing them. Amen. Amen.
By hope forsaken by others left by left behind by those who said they loved them the, there are orphans all around us holy god may the gifts we offer be a home a family a rest a respite for them and all the others around us this we ask in the name of jesus amen all rise please may the god who knows us be with you and also with you let your heart to the one who who will not leave you stranded we offer ourselves to god who is always with us bless god all you who love the lord we sing praises to the one who loves us you gathered that gathered that orphan chaos into your heart god of wonder and with a simple word created a family with horses munching meadow grasses birds gliding gently on summer winds snails snakes and tree climbing squirrels gathering up handfuls of dirt you shaped us and with a simple breath gave us life that we might be with you in wonder but we crawled out of our strollers and toddled off after temptation you did not panic but sent prophets to come to send us come to us and show us the way but the smoke of our offerings to sin kept us from seeing them refusing to leave us as orphans you sent your child to us to reveal your true self with those who have nothing and with those who give everything away we lift our voices to you holy 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 are you god our joy all creation pays the way of vows to you hosanna in the highest blessed is the one who is our salvation hosanna in the highest is that right you cannot be contained by any human imagining or endeavor for you are the holy god and your son jesus christ is our hope in life when we could have been left as orphans in sin's foster homes he came to reveal himself as our brother our sister our mother our father when despair threatened to take away all our strength he came to plant hope deep within us when we thought death was our last stop he came to show us the resurrection way home as we remember the grace which uh, with which we which, with which he loved us as we welcome the comforter he sent us we proclaim that mystery which is faith christ, christ died, died doing, doing what was right for us christ, christ was, was raised by the one who was with us was in him yeah christ will come just as the hope within us witnesses to us be seated please 
As your scripture of truth comes in these moments to transform the bread and the cup and those gathered around the table, you show us how much you love us. As we are strengthened by the broken bread, you would send us to plant hope in all the places where pessimism has not taken root, to help love stand on the corners where hates gangs hang out. As you nourish us with the cup, you would have us take peace into the, into the war zones of human hearts, bring healing for all broken ones around us. For on the night that he was betrayed, he himself took the bread. And giving you thanks, he said the blessing, he broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and everlasting covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. When we gather around that table of love with our sisters and brothers and our enemies and friends seated side by side, as we pass grace to one another, we will join in forever singing your praises as we celebrate your being in us as we are in you, God in community, holy in one. Amen. Amen. Let us rise and pray the way that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not let us fall into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, I leave you peace, my peace I give you. Graciously grant this humble church peace and unity if it is your will. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other a no contact sign of peace. Peace be with you. God bless you. Peace be with you. God bless you. Be seated, please. As always, as always, we celebrate communion in the way of Jesus Christ. All are welcome to share in this celebration. No one is excluded. We humbly thank our Lord Jesus Christ for this gift that we share today and pray it strengthens our bonds as Christians and as men and women for others. Amen. Well, I didn't change it from last week, so it's an encore. My apologies. I think. Yeah. I'm sorry. You shall cross the barren desert, but you shall not die of thirst. You shall shall speak your words to foreign lands and all 
is useless. Do not be afraid. You gotta be courageous. Walk in faith. Remain in hope, everyone. Trust in the Lord. God is with you. Fear is not an option. Pray without ceasing. Don't lose hope, guys. I trust in you. Be not afraid. And I.
Let us pray. Living and gracious God, through your death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, you have brought us out to a spacious place where we are called to live as those redeemed. Empower us by your Spirit to keep your commandments, that we may show forth we may show forth your love with gentle word and reverent deed to all your people. Amen. All right, be seated, please. It is time for everybody's favorite part of the service. What would that be? I think that's going to be the announcements. The announcements. The announcements. Right? Pay for part of the service. Yeah. Okay. Let's go, guys. Request for prayer. Pray at DallasULC.com. Pray at DallasULC.com. If you have a prayer request, please give us an email. Send us an email. Pray at DallasULC.com. Very simple there. Okay. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. Very simple as well. You're going to have another email address, and that's going to be feedback at DallasULC.com. If you have a compliment, a concern, a suggestion, or complaint, simply send us an email. Feedback at DallasULC.com. I need your help, guys. Did you know we had a podcast? The are true. It's true. We do have a podcast. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Unbelievable. Thank you. A little late, but that, that works just fine. You got it anyway. So, yeah, we do have a podcast. And if you haven't checked it out, I encourage you to go check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's nice to listen to it. You find out you hear something different in the podcast and you do watching it on YouTube or any of the other venues that we have out there. And I, I, if you haven't tried it, like I say, just go try it. It's a lot of fun. And, and uh, how do you do that, you might ask me. Well, I'm going to tell you, you just go to your favorite search engine and look for Your Path with Bishop Mark. Just do a search for Your Path with Bishop Mark. That's one of the easiest ways to do it. Well, if you have a preference of, of which um, uh, provider you listen to us on, you can always check us out on these wonderful providers. And that's going to be Anchor, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Castbox, Breaker, Google Podcast, Spotify, Podbean, and TuneIn. There's also some other ones out there that we don't have, and I'm sorry we don't have them all on here, but there are a lot. And I don't know exactly all of them we're on. I think we're on a bunch of them. But uh, these are the main guys, and, and we appreciate them uh, hosting us uh, each and every week. Okay. You know, you can make a difference. None of us here at this church receive a salary, receive a paycheck. We're all volunteers, including myself. If you'd like to volunteer, the church is now open again, um, at least for the time being, and hopefully not going to close again. Let's hope not. Everybody wears their masks and takes care of what they're supposed to take care of. will be in good shape. Uh, if you'd like to make a difference and volunteer, all you got to do is come to the church to see me or go to our website, dallasulc.com, uh, and look for the volunteer page. Okay, We've got a lot of positions open. If you don't find what you're looking for there, look, we can use you. I mean, there's a lot to get done around here, and the church can always use more volunteers. Now, there's another way you can make a difference, and we, of course, I encourage all of our of our uh, congregants and our, our, our regulars to do this. Uh, tithing is one way. And if you are not still making it at church, you're still watching us online or listening to us online, please remember to go to DallasULC.com and click on giving for your 10% tithe this week. Uh, that way you can continue and can keep up with your tithing for the year. Okay. Also, any of you out there who would like to make a donation to Dallas Universal Life Church, you can also go to DallasULC.com and click on giving. Uh, we survive on donations that's how we live and um, it's been rough on all of us i know and i know it's been rough on everybody out there but uh without you we don't exist and we're trying to be a beacon of hope a light in a very dark world uh, uh, salt in a very bland society and without you we can't do that because lights cost money computers cost money um electric bills uh, everything seems to cost money these days and there's not a lot of it to go around so we ask your help in sending a donation just go to dallasvlc.com and click on giving
Hmm. What are these, huh? Okay, May 31st, 2020, as we all know, is the day of Pentecost. We made this announcement last week. We're going to let you know again. Hey, it's also another day. It's our fourth anniversary as a church. It is the official fourth anniversary. May 31st is the actual date of, uh, of our anniversary. Four years in existence. So what are we going to do on that day? Well, we're going to have a 3 p.m. roundtable and our service and roundtable. It's a Sunday, so that's kind of to be expected. Now, shortly after that, we will have a, uh, a uh, small reception that I will host uh, here at the church. Um, like I say, it may not be much. I don't have a lot of money. The church doesn't have a lot of money, and, and we're going to maybe be toasting with water. But we'll do something to acknowledge the fact that we are uh, here, and we've made it through this far. And four years is, is, you know, a lot of churches don't make it this far. They start up, and they're gone within the next, within a year or two. We've made it four. And um, I, all I can do is pray that we continue to grow, continue to mature as a church, and continue to, um, to, to change some lives out there. So please join us on uh, uh, May the 31st. Not only for Pentecost, which is a beautiful day to, to be here for church, but also for our four-year anniversary. All right, now let me explain it to you again. This song, if you listen to it in its entirety, that's how long you should wash your hands when you wash your hands. If you're not doing it this long, you're wasting soap and you're wasting time. It's not doing you any good. Wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. Okay, wash them. Lots of soap. Get in there. Clean them up. You know, work around. Wash it under the cold water, or the hot water, whatever you're using. There you go. That long. Okay. Please wash your hands. You know, so much can be. Thank you. So much can be solved by just washing your hands and not touching your face. Okay. Think about the sign of the cross on your face. Don't touch that part. All that parts that's crossed. Don't touch it. You don't need to be touching that without first washing and sanitizing your hands. Wash your hands you go to the bathroom wash your hands you go to eat wash your hands you go to prepare food wash your hands you come in from outside wash your hands you pet the dogs wash your hands wash your hands it's that simple do your part let's get this over with i'm tired of it that's it i hate to end it on that note but look good folks i mean look it's that simple if we all would just be a little more hygienically aware of our, of our, of our surroundings and the things we're doing, these things could be nipped in the bud. So I, I just, I don't like seeing our world like this. And, and, and I don't think anybody does. I hope. And it's, it's sad. And, you know, we've learned a lot because of it, but our world will never be the same again. It will never be the same as it was before this. And, and change is inevitable, but not always for the better. So it's something we have to deal with. You have to move on with. Something we have to learn about. God has a plan for us. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. And keep washing your hands. All right, let's get out of here. Because I know you all want to get those masks off. I know you do. So let us rise for our dismissal. Wherever you are, continue to speak of what God has done. Remind everyone that despite everything, God loves them wherever you find yourself. Continue to sing of what God is doing. Rejoice that God has not left you or orphaned, but has made you one with everyone around you. Whenever you can, continue to imagine what God will do. Be witness to the hope which seems distant, yet is as close to us as our hearts. Amen. May the blessing of Almighty God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Go now in peace to love and serve God. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's okay. Amen. We go in the name of Christ. Alleluia. Alleluia.
We'll be saying that until Pentecost, folks, just so you know, okay? Now, there's enough of us here to do a roundtable. If y'all are up for it, we'll do a quick roundtable after this. Everybody ready? Yeah, we're good. All right. Let's do this final song. We'll take a quick, quick intermission. I'll change into something a little more comfortable, and we'll do a roundtable, okay? Let's sing this good one here.
Knock knocking on heaven's door. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. That's getting me. Mm-hmm. What did you like? What did you not like? What do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? We talked today about um, a lot of things. About COVID-19, about staying at home, about um, love, the things that you love that you're not willing to get rid of, the things you love you're not willing to let go of and let God take care of. Um, we all had a little nap during the uh, sermon. And that's okay. It happens. Um, it was a long sermon, and, and there was a lot there. So now's the time that we can kind of go over that. A little bit more, if you have, to, if you want to, if you remember any of it. Um, I, I, I think the the message was pretty clear there about God's unconditional love for us, because it is amazing. Um, and the last line that I had in the in the sermon was basically, uh, if you were to ask God, "What do you love?" and He would simply reply, "You." It's the truth. I mean, uh, even in the roughest times like we are having now in our world, this, this, this virus has killed so many and, and changed the lives of all of us. Uh, I mean, it's kind of, un- I think things falling down, isn't it? Kind of un- unprecedented. Uh, I mean, we've had, we've had epidemics and pandemics before. We've had them before, but this is this one is new for at least our generations that we're literally alive today. So, this is the time for you to speak. I have done my part. I have uh, said my piece up there about what I feel about uh, our gospel lesson today. So I'm going to open it up to you, and I want to hear from you as to you know, what you feel about the gospel, what you feel about the sermon, what you feel about life today with, with COVID-19. What's bothering you? What's going on in your life? You know, Anything you want to talk about, about your path that you're on right now, or that you've uh, deviated from, or that you've stayed on, or whatever. I mean, this is what this time is for. This is for you to talk to me. So, I'm going to open up the floor, and I'm going to try and be quiet. I, I never do a very good job at this, but I'll try and keep my mouth shut. So, it's up to you guys. Let's go. Um, well, I mean, I, uh, I, thought, I thought it was very, um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, what's the word, I'm, I'm, I'm pertinent, obviously, to, to our time that we were in now. Um, and it, 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 it's try, it hit it hit home in several places. Um, Can you elaborate? Um, well, <laughs> I have to get a stiff upper lip. It's okay. Thing, but uh, I just I think of um, uh, I think I just need to uh, think. Right. Figure out how to do this. Um, it might sound selfish, but like loving self type thing. Well, it's not, it you is know? selfish. Um, it is selfish, but, like, but it has to be a little bit. Why? Why do? You, why? Hey, let's just go over that. Why do we have to be selfish about accepting God's love? Why? Because why? Without it, without God's love, what do we not have to give away? Love, absolutely, and that's what. If you really look down at it, I mean, if you, I, these 
last year or so, I, I, I think that just about everything we talk about boils down to love. And that word keeps coming up. Ever since we did that sermon on, I did that sermon right before uh, I went to Lebanon last year about, you know, love. I've noticed that just about everything we've talked about really does. It comes down to, it's very simple. All you have to do is love each other. And that means everybody. Jesus Christ loved everybody. And that's really hard to do. People do you wrong, and people do wrong things, and do horribly bad things. And we're called by Jesus Christ to love one another. Just as I have loved you, love one another. Wow. I mean, that's the, I think that's, that's harder than any of the commandments that are out there. Yeah, probably. A new commandment I give unto you, love one another, just as I have loved you, love one another. Well, I mean, obviously, Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And not saying it is any easier for him as a human being, especially when he was here, to love others and love one another and, and, and love everybody. But he sure set an example for us and set the bar high. Well, and, and just because you love, you know, you, you, you can love and and be really frustrated with at you can love and, and, and be just really fed up with uh, at that at you know you can love someone and be fed up with them you can love someone and just pulling at me you know off, you <laughs> and, and and just be really you know all those things you know and you can be and if you don't get that way it means you don't care in right. my opinion yeah. if you don't respond in that in a way that you know if you're having a fight with with somebody or you're you're disagreeing with somebody or whatever. And you don't respond in a way that's kind of, kind of, kind of you know, it comes at, back at them. Yeah. You know, at least you can do it in a loving way. But sometimes things get out of hand a little bit. Yeah. And if you don't do it at all. You, you, would, you don't do it at all, you don't care. You yeah, would, exactly. It would be fake love. It would be... Uh, would it be love at all? No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you, when you care, you fight. Yeah. I you, fight for what I believe you're in. You're trying to help I the do. person evolve. I fight for what I believe in. I care about it. I care about y'all, my congregation. I care about, you know, what we stand for. I fight for that. People want to question it. I'll fight for it to the end. I mean, look, sometimes it ends in, we're going to agree to disagree on this one. But that's where it has to end sometimes. Because sometimes people are like me, or stubborn in their ways. And they believe what they believe, and that's it. I believe what I believe, and that's it. Not saying that I don't have an open mind. I do. I try and listen. I try and, 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 and hear to see if, if God's word is coming through in another way with some with some other ideas. There are lots of ideas out there, lots of interpretations of the Bible. And who says any of them are wrong? They could all be right. right. You know, well, if it says, there are many roads to many diverse mansions in my kingdom. I think he's saying, look, we're all going on a different path here. We're all doing different things. It's okay. That's what you're here for. If we're all of us were the same, it would be a really boring place. It would be. How are y'all surviving the quarantine, which is slowly being lifted here in Texas? Yeah. Now, I, in my opinion, I, I still am going to say it's a little too early. But you know, I, I'm being proven wrong. I mean, right now the the levels in Texas are remaining constant. They're not rising. They're not going down really. They're kind of staying even. The rule book that has been written uh, says. Uh, that should be going on for two weeks before we reopened. But we didn't. We opened a little earlier. And, I mean, look, it, it's, it gets critical. I mean, money makes the world go round. And us working makes our country happen. And we're not doing that. Our country is dying. 
my heart goes out to the, all the businesses that, that through, through, through no fault of their own, have lost has lost their you know their livelihood and, and their businesses entirely. Financial and, ruin. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, my heart also goes out to the, I feel bad for the people that some people this this is probably put a uh, figure to you know, a, a gray cloud or some people might or. This is probably worse than some people's depression. It's probably worse than some people's, you know, the, the, the isolation, the loneliness. Um, sure. That, you know, and so that's got to be hard for a lot you of people. You know, there's a lot of people that live alone. A lot of people that live alone. And, and that's why it's so important that we use the resources we have. We have a telephone. Exactly. You have, you have Facebook. You have online media. You have online emails. You, you've got uh, all these wonderful things like Facebook is doing now. They've got groups. Free, free groups where you can get into chat rooms together with each other, be on live video with each other. Cool. Hey, I would love to do that with the church. I, I, I just now saw it this week. Otherwise, I would have had a little more time to research it. But that might be an idea for us. If we ever do decide, which I hope we do, decide to go live, wouldn't it be great if, if people all over the world could chime in with us at our roundtable? Absolutely. Can you absolutely. imagine? Or tens, well, maybe not, I don't know if that's service. Why not? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Why not? Eventually, I do want to be able to stream service. Look, we, I have standards that are probably... That, that you know, definitely are much higher than our pocketbooks. <laughs> and, and when it comes to streaming a service, I, I want it to be smooth, and I want it to be heard, I want it to be jumpy, and I want it to be distracting. I right. want you to see what's going on and hear what's going on, and that's it. And we just don't have the equipment right now that can handle that kind of uh, level of, of, of broadcast that, that I require. Yeah. So, yet... Yeah. Well, let's hope. I mean, yeah. but so for right now, we, we take our stuff, we, we record it, we edit it, and I get it online as soon as I possibly can. Got a little behind for Easter. Uh, so it was, uh, but we did it. I finally got caught up uh, the end of last week, or beginning of it was the beginning of this week. Right? No, did you yeah. this week? I think it was two, yeah. Okay, so I, I finally got caught up this week, I think. In, in any event, it took me a little time. I mean, I'm the only person doing the editing right now. Not to not to get a violin out. I'm not doing that at all. I enjoy the editing. It's just there was a lot of it. Very frustrating. Well, there was a lot of it. There was a lot of it. Holy Week is normally five services for us. We did four that week. We did not do the uh, the Chrism uh, Mass. Uh, but we got, you know, good, we got um, Palm Sunday, Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, and then you have uh, Easter Sunday. And that's four services that we normally have one or two. So there was a lot of editing. Plus, we were doing the full services this time because uh, some people couldn't attend the church. We were closed. So I wanted everybody to have the opportunity to, to, to be in the full service to, and to understand everything that's going on. And, you know, we may continue that for a while because there are still a lot of people that aren't coming out. You know, there's a lot of the elderly people with, with immune si uh, uh, system problems, you know, uh, diabetes, asthma, things like that that are, that are susceptible, more susceptible to the disease and should stay at home. me of that song. <laughs> stay the F at home song. Oh, stay the yeah. yeah. I won't say it. I'll be, I won't get bleeped out today. <laughs> that, uh, you know what? It's pretty much, it's, yeah. you know, if you need to, you stay the F at home. Right. Uh, right. Be safe. It, nothing, nothing is worth losing your life over about this. No. It's not. It's, it's pretty scary. simple. Wash your hands. Yeah. Don't touch your face. Wear your mask. Wear fresh masks. Wear your mask when you're going out. Um, I debated on whether to open up this week, even to, even all the way to the end, or to open up the church again. Yeah. Um, when it turned out that it was just a couple of you guys here, 
I kind of let it go, and, and we did wear our masks today. And I, I thank you. We all wore your masks. I thank you. Um, I'm ready for this to be over. I think all of us are. And I, and you know, we, there's all the conspiracy theories out there, and all of the different opinions as to what this is and why it happened. And you look, it happened, and it's happening, and we see we've seen that there's a way to slow it and hopefully stop it, and that's to follow these guidelines, follow social distancing, stay at home when you don't need to go out um, for now, and let it let it go, let it, let it start to die off, because the more we are in contact with each other, the more dangerous it is, and, and that sucks, because that's, we are a social people, right. and I think this world had become, has become, before even this has happened, way too dependent on online life. We've lost a lot of that one-on-one -on -one or that group or that you know, the, the ability to communicate and be with each other in real life. That's something different than being online. Yeah, it is. Although I'm grateful that online that the online services are there. I think the technology is fantastic, and look how it's saving our butts right now. Yeah. You know, with with this coronavirus, and we're able to still keep in touch with our loved ones. And look again, stay in touch with people on a daily basis. Your neighbors, your friends, your loved ones, your, your family, those people that are there at home alone. You know, even even people check on their pets. You know, if you see your neighbor's dog outside for three days in a row, something's up. Yeah. You need to go check on it. Check on your neighbor. Um, animals are are, are are fighting this too. I mean, there are some that have gotten it. Some of the animals in the Bronx Zoo, the big cats, are, are, have suffered with this. We find that most of the animals, most of their domestic animals, are not having a problem. But the problems they're having is their owners aren't around, or their owners are around too much. Yeah. Right. What do you truly love? Do you love your favorite food? Do you love going on vacation? Do you love your car, your pet? Do you love your children, your parents, your job, your freedom, your career, your spouse? Let me keep going here for this second. You're all able to say what we love. I know we are. We have to say what we love. We love certain things, right? So one of those things probably would fit in there, right? But what are your actions? We talk about this all the time, right? Non diligamus et verbo et, et verbo et lingua et oh Lord have mercy. I feel like I feel like an idiot, I can't remember it. Non diligamos verbo nec lingua sedinopere peritate, which is Latin. Tim, what does it mean? Uh, words not deeds. Basically. Actions speak louder than words yeah, is, is, yeah, is, is yeah, an easy yeah, way to say that. Let us not love uh, in in word alone, yeah. basically, but in our deeds, in our actions. So, in other words, actions speak louder than words. Right. Yeah. Because we can say whatever we want to say. I can I can I can bullshit you all the way to the end of the world and tell you anything I want you to hear. <clears throat> love is what love does. So, when we when we choose to do that, we choose to let our actions speak for themselves, we don't have to do a whole hell of a lot of talking. Yeah. Our actions do it. So, what do you love that your actions indicate that you actually love them? That thing, or that person, or that item, or whatever. What is it? What is it? I mean, think about something that you love that your actions show that you love it. Anything come to mind? Um, it's tough, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the 
based on past, you know, uh, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Uh, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to blow a little bit, but that's the first. Good. That's the first one that comes to mind. Hey, uh, hey. But unfortunately, there's a lot, not a lot of, um, not a lot of people that I, obviously that I love, but but I don't always. I'm not supposed to love everybody. Not always the best at showing. Oh, of course, love everybody. But I'm not always the best at showing, um, showing it. Okay. Um, I wish I was better, but I mean, I, you know, you, you you let certain you let stupid things get in the way, mm. um, and uh, their own will get in the way. Sure, sure. And um, what about you? Uh, what do you love that you feel that your actions show that you love? It could be anything, anyone. It could be a favorite clothing item. It could be, you know, a person. It could be a, an event. It could be a place. It could be anything. It's tough to think about that because our actions don't. Even when we, when we love something, when we do genuinely love something, our actions don't always show it. Yeah. Well, I got I got a love for. Um, the like, let's say the helpless animals. Okay. Um, Those something that can't control something that um, someone else can, and or take advantage of. Like, I got a rule: <laughs> don't mess with old people or children <laughs> because they're helpless, man. Um, it can be. Some of them. I mean, if they're too old, they can't defend themselves against somebody that's trying to hurt them, or somebody that has no knowledge of something that's taking place. So your actions, that your actions that you take, shows that you love children and the elderly, yes. that you care for them. Yes. Okay. What about God? I, I think I think God's one of the easiest, one of the easiest things to take for granted, or one of the easiest uh, uh, beings or entities to, to to take for granted. I mean, we we, it's, we take him for granted every every day. We just we just, we just take for granted that he'll be there, that he'll. That, that when we need them, you know, then we don't we don't pray every day. We don't as we, don't we talk should to every day. And so, but then whenever whenever we get in a bind, we call upon him, and and uh, you know, and, and he right. will be there. But you know, we it's should good times. We better remember, right? Calling on him all the time. Not we should be thanking him all the time for sure. I mean, my God. So. Um. But I don't think you gotta announce it for him to know that. You can just have, hold it in your heart, or. Here's here's what, what we what we kind of uh, by by we've tried to live by here, and I, I I think it's important that we need to pray. You have to, because look, God will speak to you. Sometimes it takes some time for that ability to mature in you and to develop in you and for you to have that happen. But I guarantee you, if you keep praying every day, take ten minutes out of your day every day, either get to the get to a spot that you feel that you can clear your mind, be comfortable. Not have to worry about things. Just kind of let things go. Go to a meditative state. Take ten minutes. Pray like you normally do. You know, God, you know, please, you know, thank you for this. Thank you for that. Please excuse me for this. I mean, I, I did this. I sinned. Please forgive me. Um, could you please watch over this and watch over that and help this and help me do this? And then you know what? What do you do? You shut up and listen. You just shut up. Clear your mind. Open your heart and listen. And I guarantee you, if you keep doing that, it will come. I said for me, for me it wasn't you know my ears. I didn't hear God's word echoing in my head. I felt this tugging, this urge at my belly. 
saying, look, this is what you need to do and this is what you need to do right now. That's it. This, go do it. And it took me a while to realize, hey, that's, he's talking to me. Right. He talks to you. Are you listening? Or are you just walking away after you, you know, gave your demands that you pray for this and pray for that and God forgive me for this and da 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 like we've always done in our lives. Or are you praying at all? Or are you praying at all? Are you taking that 10 minutes a day and just, even if you can just, some of us can't do it, it, it with any distractions at all. We were just easily distracted. We, we have to go lock ourselves in a closet or in a bathroom or something, somewhere to go do this. Look, folks, do it. It's worth it. It changes your life because you get on the path you're supposed to be on and you stay there because God's talking to you. He's giving you guidance every day. Look, if, if he's writing it down, the notes for you every day on what you're supposed to do today, I think I'd like to have that. That's an advantage for me. If I don't have that, I'm, I'm going blindly. I'm going on, you know, what I think I should be doing, which is not what God has in mind for us. He gave us free will for a reason. So that we would hopefully choose to follow his lead, to follow his guidance, to follow his love. And most of us choose not to. Most of us choose to shun that I love away. Been, huh? I haven't been praying at all. Why not? No. I don't know. It's not that hard. No, it's not. Is it because you're ashamed of something? You're afraid? You don't want to talk to him? We forget. We take yeah. it for granted. We take all of this for granted. We take life for granted. You wouldn't be here without him. He breathed his life into your body. That's something that... Honestly, we cannot recreate really that that time of that life. You know, we can, we we've got a lot of, of amazing things in in our sciences these days. But that 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 that, and he loves us. He created us. Didn't make us drones so we would just worship him all the time. He wants us to love him for what he's done and who he is. He does, and that's why he continues to love us. Coming up, uh, this is kind of a, a, a hint that they're talking about here in the, in the gospel we talked about today of the Holy Spirit. He talks about, uh, you know, I will be with you. You'll be with me. And, you know, they start talking about that. They start kind of bringing up the Holy Trinity. Okay? Tim's so great for a nap. But he's just, he's just yeah, exhausted no, over no, here. No, he no, really no, is. No, no. Um, the Holy Trinity. So we start talking a little bit about that, about Trinitarian re, uh, uh, faith. Okay? Yeah. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit being of one being. Right? Um, which is really hard up. for me to, to, to grasp. It's, it's coming up. Remember, remember what I talked about about what T.D. Jake says. Who I, yeah. I love this quote. This 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 teaching that he came up with is think of it as H two O. Yeah. You know, you got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The Father is is liquid water. The Son is ice cubes, yeah. and the Holy Ghost is liquid vapor. They're all H two O. Right. But they're all in different forms. Yeah. That's how you kind of got to grasp that, right? So, we're going to be getting more into that. The Holy Spirit, Pentecost is coming. Pentecost is the 31st, which is also our four-year anniversary. So, I'm, I'm, it's going to be hard for me, but I'm going to really try and concentrate on Pentecost that day because that's, that's what we need to be talking about. I mean, our four-year anniversary is great. I, I applaud us for making it this far. Uh, this was a tough year, the toughest yet. And I don't think it's over. I think we've got more to come, more heartache, more trials, more tribulations. And like God, I hope we come out the other end victorious. Um, but... Pentecost, when that flame 
comes down and envelops the the disciples in the upper room and gives them that gift the gift that, to know that they have the ability and that ability to go out and preach the word and to teach about God and to build their church. Wow. You're talking about a place to think about what you're trying to say to these people. I'm talking about a man who came to save us. He was murdered, okay? He was, he was determined to be a criminal, an enemy of the state, murdered, and I'm telling you he came back to life three days later and he walked the earth for 40 days performing miracles and then ascended into heaven, his body and all. They would lock you up in the insane yeah. asylum today if that if that if that was new news you were coming out with. I mean, think about it. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. There's an old saying. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Well, this one doesn't sound too good to be true, except for the part where he saves us. He saves us from all of our sins and gives us everlasting life with him. Amazing. All right, guys. I told you I'd keep it short today, and I'm going to. I just really wanted to get another roundtable in because I've missed it so much. So, we're going to circle up. We're not going to hold hands when we do this. Okay? Let's circle up and do our final prayer. And then, here's what I want you to do this week. Here's your assignment. Here's your assignment for the week. Every day for the next week. Kim, you too. Every day for the next week, pray for 10 minutes. Wherever you can get every day. At least 10 minutes. Don't talk the whole 10 minutes. Try and just keep it to five when you're talking or less. Okay? Then shut up and listen. Just Five minutes seems like a long time. Be quiet. Isn't that right, Tim? Okay. Come on, say it with me. We're almost done. We're almost done. Five minutes at least of yeah. listening. Just clear your mind, open your heart, and listen. I guarantee you some changes are going to come for you. Okay? I set a reminder on my phone. It's, it's Good idea. Stupid, do it. That's, that's the way to do it. If you can do it every day at the same time, if you have that ability to do that, that's a great way to remember how to do it. Yeah. Because we, we get caught up in our lives. You know, I know I do. I mean, you should. There, I tell you, say it every day. There's not enough hours in the day because I can know what I do. I get up in the morning, I start working. <laughs> I, I do it until I pass out, you know, from working. And usually with the computer in my hand or something, and you all know, caddy walker in the bed. I wake up the next morning. What do I do? I grab the computer, I start working. Yeah. That's wearing me out. Right. But you know what? I love what I do. I can't imagine my life without it. So, let's pray and thank Him who has given us this opportunity. Lord, we thank you today for the opportunity to come together and to be free to speak of you and to acknowledge you and to thank you for all you have done for us. Lord, please watch over us this week and watch over this, this world that we are living in today. Heal it. Heal us. Heal all of the sick who are dealing with this horrible virus that is going around. We thank you for the opportunity to, to fight this virus. We thank you that we weren't just blown away and just decimated and killed and all of us gone off the earth. We thank you for this this time to, to prove ourselves and to show that we can handle social distancing for the time and we can handle these rules and for the betterment of each other. Um, Lord, watch over our families. Watch over our loved ones we are not in contact with, we can't be in contact with. Watch over all of them all over the world, all of the families, all of them longing to be together and end this horrible epidemic this horrible pandemic as soon as you can. Lord, we thank you again for this day. For the breath in our lungs, 
for the friendships and relationships we do have that keep us going every day. And we ask that you just continue to bless us. All of this we ask in Christ's name. Thank <laughs> you.